what's up y'all oh boy we're in for it for this episode we are uh put your open-minded hats on okay (laughs) if any of my episodes are gonna get me canceled and pulled from all podcasting sites it's probably gonna be this one but i don't give a shit i'm still gonna do it i have put this episode off for long enough i've gotten through the entire nfl season basically without mentioning anything but it's super bowl weekend it's time okay it's time i bring it up it's time we talk about it I don't like Taylor Swift. I know, I know, I I just don't. I don't enjoy her music. I don't like her lyrics. I don't really like her voice. I just don't think that she is the best, the most talented musician we've ever had. She just doesn't do it for me, okay? And that should be fine. That should, in theory, it should be okay. And I've got plenty of friends and family that are diehard Swifties. Good for them. I don't hold it against them. I don't care at all, honestly, because I think that people are entitled to their differing opinions and music preferences. And now I will say, when I say in this episode, when I'm talking about Swifties being kind of judgmental, whatever the case, whatever I say, right? It does not apply to my friends and family because they have been super nice and I don't get that sort of message from them. It's purely from, I guess, like capital S Swifties, like the people of social media, the people of general Swifty fan base. Do you know what I mean? Just keep that in mind. And now I'm not saying that Taylor Swift has no talent. Obviously, she does. You don't get that rich, that famous, that successful with this much of a loyal fan base without some sort of talent or capability, right? So I'm not discounting that. It's just not for me. And in my head, that should be the end of it. If someone says, oh, I don't like Michael Jackson or the Beatles or Beyonce, you might get a few judgy people being like, really, you have no taste. But otherwise, that's it. You don't get accused of not being a girl's girl or of being anti-feminist like you do with Swifties and with Taylor Swift. And that's where my issue lies with it and with her inherently. And that's what this whole episode is going to be about today. Now, there are two facets of the social discord on speaking out about not liking Taylor. On one side, there's the NFL with about like her presence at the games and subsequent coverage. And the other side, there's the girls girl, the female support side, all right? Now let's just start with the NFL side. I know we all know, but Taylor is dating Travis Kelsey, which check the dates, my NFL episode on him and Patty Mahomes was before they announced that they were dating, okay? Before this whole thing blew up, just putting that out there. So anyway, Like a good supportive girlfriend, she goes to most of his games when she's not on tour and winning Grammys, right? She is at the Chiefs games. Cool. No issue there. The NFL obviously jumped on this opportunity. Good for them. Totally understandable. Because it is obviously a gold mine for them commercially. Like they open up an entirely new fan base. Jersey sales for Kelsey and Taylor's team skyrocket like 300%. Viewings go up. Ticket sales are through the roof. The official NFL Instagram account changes their bio name to National Football League, parentheses, Taylor's version. Cool. Don't care. Whatever. Good for them. 
good old capitalistic society, right? The New Heights podcast skyrockets. And I'm not saying they're not talented and they don't deserve it, but same thing. They open up an entirely new fan base because now all of these Swifties are like, teach us how to football so we can watch Taylor's boyfriend and support him and know what the hell is going on, you know? And so all of this stuff blowing up immediately, right? Because of Taylor and because of her popularity and her presence and all that. Cool. Good for them. Don't care about that. Like I said, I do not hate on the NFL for capitalizing on this. The NFL commentators during the games, they mention her or her lyrics kind of nonstop in the beginning. A little annoying, but whatever. You know, they're riding this high. Again, makes sense. They flash to her on the screen throughout the game to get her reaction to Travis getting tackled or getting a touchdown, whatever. Okay, little more annoying, but whatever. I personally could do without it. So now, some sports guys start complaining about all of the Taylor content all the time because they just want to watch football. And here, yeah, it's kind of funny, isn't it, baby girl? And here's where I have a problem with that. The Swifties jump down their throats and use factual feminist content and evidence as backup for this. There are plenty of times when celebrities date sports players but they don't get the constant attention during commentary that Taylor does. And in these guys' defense, yeah, you are paying for the football game and not for the play-by-play reaction of a tight end's girlfriend in the stands. It's not because it's Taylor, hear me and hear me well. It is not because it's Taylor. It's not because it's a girl. It's anyone. Like, they just don't give a shit about any player's spouse or partner. I feel like that's kind of fair. And here are a few key celebrities and professional sports players that were dating that did not get this sort of attention during live games, kind of to the point where it's distracting to the actual gameplay. So we have Joe DiMaggio, Marilyn Monroe, Posh Spice, aka Victoria Beckham and David Beckham, Mandy Moore and Andy Roddick, J-Lo and Alex Rodriguez, Kim K and Reggie Bush. I mean, shoot, the Kardashians have basically dated the entire NBA roster, so honestly, take your pick on them. Ciara and Russell Wilson, Kerry Washington and Asamuga, I think that's how you say it, I don't really know. Shakira and Gerard Peake, Mike Fisher and Carrie Underwood, Jessica Simpson and Eric Johnson, Kate Upton and Justin Verlander. There's been a ton. But what really grinds my gears and what I think is over the line is when those Swifties come out against these guys asking for more football and less Taylor. And they're using this as a launch board for albeit legitimate feminist viewpoints. There's a clip from The View and they're discussing toxic masculinity. And they show a clip of Colin Cowherd who's apparently like an NFL spokesperson, commentator, I don't know. And he's saying that the men who complain about seeing Taylor at games are sad, lonely, and virgins. And the View hosts then go on to say how men are so angry with the Taylor presence because A, they feel threatened because Taylor is an obviously more successful and subsequently more powerful person than they are, which is true. B, they feel threatened because football has been a predominantly male safe house, if you will. That was like a no girls allowed club. That was their sanctuary. That was their thing. And now Taylor's overtaking it, which inherently is true. 
And so, like I said, what grinds my gears is because what they're saying absolutely happens. That is true. That is factual. But this is more applicable to the lack of serious female commentators in professional sports, the lack of female refs, the lack of female coaches, the the lack of female ownership of teams. I mean, shoot, the lack of female professional sports that are actually popular and successful. I'm talking successful enough where the female players don't have to also have a side job in the off season to afford to live. But when you apply it to the NFL constantly throwing Taylor up on the screen, where I don't think it applies, I feel like that inherently weakens the feminism movement and the absolutely true message that these people are saying. And it's frustrating to be labeled as inherently misogynistic just because I don't want to see Taylor as a participant in an unrelated realm. And again, it is not about Taylor. It's about the fact that she's just a girlfriend and unrelated in this specific instance, insignificant participant. Seeing her in the box window doesn't add or detract, but it does nothing for the game or the viewer watching the game. It'd be like if you go to your doctor's office and then a car salesperson comes in for 23 seconds at a time and then leaves and then pops back in and then leaves back and forth, back and forth. It's just like, why? It serves no purpose. It's distracting and there's just no point. And then imagine the backhanded salt in the wounds, if you will. Imagine if that car salesperson is a woman and you're also a woman and now everyone says, well, it's only a total of a minute and 13 seconds out of the entire appointment. It's only 23 seconds at a time. Why do you care? You're misogynistic and trying to lessen women's roles because you don't like the car salesperson being there. No, that's not the case. Like when there is a time to buy a car, you go to the car salesman. When it's a time to go to your doctor, you go to your doctor. You don't have to mix those realms. If the car salesman is dating the doctor and they happen to be in the office, okay. But does that mean that that gives the car salesperson the right to just pop in and out of your appointment in the clinic room? No, that's weird. It's still weird. It's detracting for all of those that are truly fighting the good fight to create and maintain equity for women in society and leadership roles. And there was another social media clip I saw recently about the male perception of the coverage of Taylor during the games. And again, she brings up great points, but it's just not in this context. She brings up the study of gender bias in movies corporate meetings, those sorts of settings where they pull men on the perception of women's participation and their presence. And what the results showed was that if 17% of a group is women, the males would perceive that the group was 50-50. When the group is 33% women, it's perceived by men to be a female majority. And this content creator also mentions the study about whether women actually talk more than men or not, where men and women are given the exact same script, same words, and then same thing. They pull the receivers of the message. And of course, the women were perceived to be talking more than their male counterparts, even though it was the exact same script, exact same number of words. And she ends her video. This is what really gets me. She ends her video with this line, quote, 
If you're one of the people that are mad that they're showing too much Taylor Swift, you need to ask yourself, are they really showing her too much or is my perception just biased against women, unquote. And that just gets me heated because Miss Ma'am, I am as feminist as it gets. I live for this shit, okay? Don't come at me just because I don't like the same female artists that you do. I don't think that this is me being biased against women just because they're interjecting her into a realm that is completely unrelated. One of the comments was great. They said, I mean, if they started adding in clips of NFL highlights in the middle of the heiress tour, people wouldn't be too happy either. So at least they have a slight sense of humor. But I mean, that's true. You know, like, does anyone have a personal prejudice against Target or State Farm or Dodge? Probably not. But do you get annoyed as hell when you're in the middle of a great movie or TV show and the ad suddenly cuts to a commercial for these companies? Yes, because it distracts you from what you're truly interested in. And that's just a basic human vibe. Like, I love Miley Cyrus as a musician. I think she's fantastic. I adore her voice. I love her music. I think she's amazingly talented as a musician. Side note, listen to her Backyard Live cover of Jolene. Wildly impressive. It, ugh, it gives me goosebumps, like, every time I listen to it. And if she was dating Travis Kelsey, and if they showed her at every game, I would get annoyed, too even though I love her as a musician. I just really feel like it's hard enough as it is to get the general public to listen and support feminist rights and equity. And so tying these very valid, very good studies and messages to a circumstance that is kind of not correct, like it's not grounded really, or even relevant, it just, I just feel like it makes us lose all of our credibility and it just sets us back two paces. You know what I mean? And this leads me to the second facet of the social discord in all of this, and that's the female support. Don't hate on me as a female. Don't say I hate other females or that I don't support other females. Don't say I'm not a girl's girl just because I don't enjoy Taylor's music. We would never hear this kind of disconnect and splicing of the female ideology over any other female artist. Again, I put in a lot of work to be an ally and to stand up for women's rights, but I'm on the chopping block because I don't like one artist's music. I mean, do we hear how silly that sounds? Exactly, baby girl, she agrees, it's just silly. And yes, if people are coming in hot, hating on Taylor for no valid reason, maybe that's a pink flag. I agree. Maybe there's something else going on there underneath that maybe we should look into. But Swifties are the only fan base I'm aware of that are so quick to ostracize and undermine anyone who doesn't think the same way that they do. I mean, girls are mean. We know this. A lot of girls are not supportive of other girls. It does sometimes absolutely become a competition and you see a lot of jealousy and things like that. And that's sad. That's so sad. I'm a big proponent of being a girl's girl. I'm a big fan of, you know, taking care of each other and watching each other's back. I was in the military. It was wildly dominated by males. I was a supervisor and in charge of work sections as a female in the military. And it took a lot of work and time and effort more in all of those categories than my male counterparts because I had to prove that I deserved a seat at the table. 
I put in work for nine years to create and maintain and promote women in leadership roles and women as authoritative figures, women as smart, powerful, talented, capable figureheads. Don't undermine all of that work that I've done and say that I'm not a girl's girl just because I don't like Taylor's music. Like, don't say I don't support women or that I'm biased against women because I don't think the earth revolves around her and her tour schedule. Do you see what I mean? Like, it just doesn't seem very supportive and girl's girl of Swifties to bash us just for not liking one woman's music, is all I'm saying. Seems a little hypocritical there, if you ask me. Because it's just, Beyonce, I think we can all agree, Beyonce is like up there talent-wise as a cultural icon, all that stuff. She's up there. And if anyone said, I don't, I, she's not my cup of tea, I don't like Beyonce, we didn't hear all of this about, oh, well, you're inherently misogynistic or, you know, you don't support other women or you're part of the problem in society, blah, blah, blah. You're biased against women. We didn't hear that. So why do we hear it with Taylor? I don't know. You know what I think would actually be really cool? Because like I said, I don't, the real people that I know that are Swifties, like my sister, my sister-in-law, like a lot of my friends that are diehard Swifties, they aren't saying this stuff to me, right? They're like, yeah, we don't care if you don't like Taylor, but let me talk to you. Let me gush about how great her tour was. Let me, you know, blah, blah, blah. They're always sweet. But like I said in the beginning, the, everyone else, like the, the social messages that Swifties are sending out online and the general consensus of all of these Swifties is a lot more negative and it's honestly kind of like judgmental for people that don't like Taylor Swift and that's what I think the issue is. I think it would be really awesome actually to hear Taylor come out with some sort of message and be like, hey Swifties, thanks for having my back and you know making all this possible but uh, maybe stop hating on people that don't like my music. Because I don't know. I mean, from what I've heard from, like I said, my friends and family that do like Taylor Swift, from what I've heard, she's allegedly like pretty down to earth. She definitely plays that whole, oh, I'm just a quirky girl. And, you know, I don't want to sexualize my body. And I'm just little old me hiding behind my little guitar. You know, like that's kind of her vibe. And I feel like if she was that vibe, she would not like what her fan base exactly that she would not like what her fan base was putting out there so i don't know that's just my take on it cancel me if you want that's okay i mean i hope you don't hopefully i'll stick around (laughs) but i just like i said it gets me heated when people go as far as to say you're biased against women's rights in society and you're biased against women you know presence when y'all know me better than that I live for that so I'm like you can't you cannot equate people's music choices and preferences with their social standings and their viewpoints on equity in the workforce like yeah like those two are not and should not ever be inextricably linked that's all I'm saying. I do love y'all. Is it just, is it hurting anyone for me to dislike Taylor Swift music? I don't think so. I don't think it's inherently doing any damage. 
You know what I mean? It would be one thing if I didn't like any female artist music. Then again, it's like, okay, maybe there's a trend here. Maybe there's a deeper pattern. But it's not. It's literally just Taylor Swift. I don't, I don't see why it's such a big deal. I really do not. But I will end the episode there. I hope you guys enjoy the Super Bowl. Let's see if Taylor's team wins or not. Um, I don't know who I think is going to win. I don't know yet. I haven't gotten any vibes. Usually I kind of get vibes about who's going to win. Maybe once the game starts, we'll see. But make good choices out there. Be a decent human being to everyone, even if they don't like Taylor Swift's music. Take care of each other. Take care of yourself. Be nice to the non-Swifties. Please and thank you. (laughs) On my behalf. All right. I will catch y'all next time. Okay, bye. (laughs) Bye.